Hello and welcome back to another episode of Double Drama School Dropout. Today it's episode 79 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident drama school dropout and today I am joined by the absolutely amazing Fraser Allen Hogg. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hello, it's lovely to be here. You don't sound like you're shitting yourself at all. Oh, I'm not. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, feel, I feel so comfortable. It's good. <laughs> um, how are you doing? Good, yeah. I'm feeling, um, yeah, I'm feeling quite good. I'm, at, at least the weather's a, nice. That's a good it, sign. It is. It's shining on me. I'm feeling good. Yeah, no, that's a wee bit out of my comfort zone, but um, yeah, got to get, got to get out of it. Have you? So I, um, I appreciate the encouragement. What I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, and I know your story is going to be slightly different because I know. See, I should have asked you about this beforehand. I know you done another degree. Was it in filmmaking? Yes, it was uh, television and uh, production and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so I, I imagine your story is going to be slightly different to everyone else's. But how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? And it doesn't have to be professional. We love a good nativity story. Well, I am. Um, it was a yeah weird one. I, I sort of started before I went to uni. I was doing some acting stuff. I, I studied at um, Gamta, one of the musical theatre uh, schools in, in Glasgow. Oh, so he's going to be on the West End. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The, I'm, I'm very well. I, yeah, you'd expect me to be like the, the musical kid. I'm really not that. Um <laughs> But yeah, you had um, a, we had a, a pantomime that we did in December, Sleeping Beauty at the SECC, and I played. It was like the 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 dame's son, the person who's like, oh, the wee boy is in love with it. I was about ten, nine, or something like that. <laughs> uh, like I, that's probably good knowledge. Um, yeah, I was. I'm quite impressed. I don't really have any pictures or anything of it, but I I looked at the script um like a year back or something. I was like. Geez, oh, you learned quite a lot for being 10 or whatever age I was. So, yeah, but that was me. I was, uh, I, I remember I was wearing some sort of green, uh, it was like short, shorts and, a, and a, a green lime green jacket with a wee, a wee bonnet hat. I was, I was cute, cute as a button. So, yeah, that was my, that was my first thing uh, that I did. And then I, yeah, sort of left the musical theatre and then started doing behind the camera stuff. So. So when, because obviously you've done a degree in filmmaking and like, you know, the, the specifics of behind the camera and stuff. When did you actually sit and think like, I, I'd prefer to be in front of the camera? Oh, um, there's probably Never. some <laughs> deep, there's probably some deep narcissism going on there. With oh, me. definitely. Like, I, just, I just want to be in front of the camera. Um, I don't, I don't, I think it was probably halfway through my fourth year, my final year at uni. I was, um, I was writing a lot of sort of satire com- comedy of like horrible, these horrible characters with terrible, you know, worldviews and stuff like that. Just being, just ripping off sort of things that I like to watch on TV. And then, I do it all the time. I was, yeah, exactly. It's the best way to write. Um, and then I was, I was seeing some of the, the, the people that I was working with, my my friend who who does the same who did the same acting course as we were doing. He kept he was turning up and having all this fun acting and doing all these things. And I was like, why am I going through all this stress and pain of of having to write and make this and everything like that when all I really all I'm doing is writing this to act in it? I was like, wouldn't it be better if I then went and learned how to actually properly act and then 
got better at that. And but when I start go through the stress and pain of that, yeah. And it's not to say I don't like the behind the camera stuff because I do. I think I find it very. It's it's such a it's such a amazing creative outlet. But you're also in a great position to make your own work. And yeah, definitely, you, which is important. For example, I'm currently. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Um, I'm going to say it anyway. Sorry, Heather, if I've pissed you off by saying this. We're currently turning our play into a TV show. Oh, lovely. That's very and exciting. The one thing that we keep like coming across is because writing for stage and writing for TV is very different. Yeah, definitely. And I, I know what I'm doing when I'm writing for stage. And mm-hmm. we're, we're coming across a lot of issues of like, well, could a camera actually get that? Or like, <laughs> how do we write this? Because it's not a stage direction. How do we write this direction for it to happen? And we're actually really struggling with it. And I'm looking at doing some online courses of that. But yeah, I imagine that you would be in a much better sort of position of being able to create your own work, regardless of what media you're using. In a similar way to you, I'm having the opposite problem where I see when I'm reading stuff, I see it with like camera shots and everything like that. I, and I read it that way um and music and effects and stuff like that so um i think i think yeah it's, it's, there's a little bit of a it's, it's a bit of a funky way to go between like mediums especially writing the script the script looks so different you have to all the detail you need to put in um, i hate it it's, it's difficult man um yeah um I, yeah no i think it's important for me to to always i have that in my back pocket i have that knowledge and definitely i'm, I'm, I'm never going to go and say i i didn't it, w- it wasn't worth my while because hundred yeah. percent it was. And I think I've matured so much over the past four years that even if I was not to say that people that go straight into uh, acting aren't mature, it's just me personally. I find that I probably wouldn't have the same amount of attention to detail or mm. commitment and stuff like that. I think definitely when I left high school, when I was doing drama in high school, I didn't have that the same outlook on acting that I do now. I'd also definitely say as somebody who's sort of, uh, how do I say this? As somebody who's done, basically two stints at uni I was going to say two degrees but I've, I've not even got one yet life experience helps a lot on an acting degree and I yeah. think that's something that you can only really get by not doing an acting degree <laughs> yeah so like even though my life experience the the stuff that I got that I needed to go back to uni happened while we were all locked at home I think you just need to sort of be out of that that drama school because I remember some of my friends that were doing like law degrees, she was like, I've never been to one of these lectures. Lectures, Like I've been going to this, I've been doing this degree for a year and I've never been to just a, I don't know what goes on in a law degree. Like just say it's like family law. I've never been to this guy's family law lecture ever. And I, I was like, the fuck do you get away from that? Because if I don't turn up to one of my voice classes, they're like, where the fuck are you? Yeah. And it, it's very full on. And you don't really have a lot of time to go out and just experience the world. So I think yeah. being out of that sort of space actually really sets you up quite well to go into a drama school. No, definitely. Um, I, I have an issue sometimes where I look at people who, have, who are, you know, didn't do another degree and they came straight from school. And I'm like, oh, man, you're so you've got like you're four years ahead of me because you know, you're, but, or whatever, but everyone's, the story's different, isn't it? Fraser, but you think everybody's ahead of you. So it's like, Oh, I know. (laughs) It's my competitiveness. I'm just too competitive. No, but it's also, it's like, I'll walk into the dressing room at Showcase and I've got like a script printed out for something. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I haven't got one. Where's mine? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. It it, it is, it's my number. What, um, what do you think 
has been the best part about doing a filmmaking degree before and acting like did you bring anything that then you were like oh fuck this works this transfers massively well very good question i think people having um management skills i guess i, I was always most of the time i was directing things and have been able to communicate effectively with when you're in a when you're working within a crew if you don't communicate that there is no chance of success yeah and i think being able to communicate effectively but without conflict and stuff like that i think that's something that really helped me and it really i mean it instilled a lot of work ethic in me as well especially towards the latter half of the the uni thing because uh process because there was a lot of work to do and um Mm. yeah i don't know i i I don't i'm trying to think of it specifically yeah i think i think it's just having an eye for as well when the crew the few times that we've done anything with it we did anything with camera work i'm i'm quite on point and i'm I'm able to sort of communicate with the, the cameraman as well um Oh, I, I'm like rabbits in a headlight when that camera comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it is intimidating. Just it's like, just uh, I've never done anything with it. I'm currently looking to try and find some acting for like camera classes. I know you you do get quite nervous and stuff. And yeah, I think mine's a bit of like big balls syndrome of. I don't really get nervous, which is weird. But how, for everybody listening at home that may feel the same sort of things when they're going to perform, what what do you do to sort of manage your nerves? It's more an issue of self-confidence. I think that it's it's a a way of managing that in a healthy, uh, having healthy thought processes. In this industry, you're going to get knocked back a a tremendous amount. Um, And I think being able to, sort of take that on but not like not let it affect you too much i think your self-confidence should be built upon your, your own self-worth yeah it's your own self-esteem and your own self-worth should hold up your your, your self your confidence should be built upon how you feel about yourself and um there you can't ex- control the external factors that that may like come into play uh, something that really stuck with me was don't aim to be perfect you will fail Oh, no, I'll carry on trying to be perfect. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're uh, doing a good job. I, I'm pretty close to absolute perfection. Yeah. So I think I'll... No, the, genuine, that really does sort of... And it's been my feedback all year is don't be scared to fail. And Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, I, I, think, I think we're all... We can see every, a lot of um, progress that people are making as well. And, and I can see it myself. Um, just trying to have enough um confidence in yourself and know know your own worth and know your own capabilities and just don't be afraid to don't don't, don't let other anything you may have a bad day but that doesn't mean that the next that that you're rubbish or that you shouldn't start putting yourself down and you're just gonna end up that that's my biggest issue is that at first i i took everything to heart and i just now i'm sort of having to have this healthy way of getting through these these uh yeah critiques and stuff like that but i'm feeling good about it now I'm, I'm doing better see i still don't even know if what i'm doing is technically cheating because so for everybody at home while we're at drama school and everything like across the year you'll get like feedback sessions and when you do a performance you'll have little like tutorials about how it went for you and something that's always been said to me and it's been said to me pretty much through my my entire drama school career as extensive as it's been um 
that I'd, I'm scared of failing and I take the easy way out where I shouldn't do that because we're in a safe space of being able to fail. Yeah, this is the place to fail. But now I've sort of just like, I hope she's not listening to this because she'll probably kill me. And I don't know if I'll leave this in. Now I'm sort of making mistakes on purpose and I'm doing things that I know are wrong just so I can show people that I can actually fail, which I think is kind of, again, me falling back into the habit of trying to be perfect. <laughs> I think you know what I mean, though. Yeah, I think once you fail a few times and you get used to that feeling, you're just going to, you're probably going to get to the point where you're just, yeah, I'm not even noticing this is happening. I think that this is the time to fail. Once you're out and you're getting paid acting jobs and you start to you start to mess up, you start to fail, then people are probably going to get a wee bit annoyed at you if they're, you know, but this is the time to start making mistakes and learning from them and everything. Yeah, I know, but I want to be the best, Fraser. I know, and so do I. So I'm I, I'm very hypocritical right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to help you out with this, but I'm having the same problem. I'm so competitive. Like I genuinely, I've said this before, see it as a competition. Like I genuinely think drama school is drag race and that somebody's going to get eliminated at the end of every week. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, um, I need when, to win this week's maxi exciting. challenge. It would, yeah, wouldn't it? But yeah. I know I'd be the first out. So <laughs> Let, let's not. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Sorry. I've, my train of thought went out. I started, talk, I started thinking about drag race. <laughs> uh, a fun question that I like to ask is, um, and my answer has always been the same for this, actually. What TV show would you love to be a part of that's now ended? So mine would be for the money, Friends, or um, just money. for the crack, Shameless, or Two Pints. Are you sure you want to be in Shameless? No, I, I'm sure? not. I hate it. It's such. Where's a, that come from? The, the US Shameless. <laughs> Terrible. I didn't mind it. Oh yeah, this is all we I'm have. I'm sorry. Left. I know I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have started. I'm and that's sorry. the end of the episode. You know how <laughs> I, know, I feel. Um, oh geez, man, what a question! What a question! Do you remember in, in class where you asked me a question and then I sat for like five minutes in silence and you could just Probably. hear the cogs ticking around? Strap yourself in. It's going to be a long wait. I mean, so, so I, I think the the writing of Breaking Bad was so incredible. Never seen it. And, Never seen it. Um, and I think, oh, it's a very, very, I feel like basic answer, to be honest. Um, it has been mentioned a few times, oh, not going to lie. Peep, peep Show would be, accept- oh, Peep Show would be brilliant. I've also never seen it. Oh, no. See, now I can be annoyed at you. No. Um, I'm never no, annoyed at somebody for not watching something. No. How very dare you insinuate? I just think very low. If, if, if I watch Shameless US, then. Um, no, I, I think Peep Show would, uh, um, that would, that would have been, that would have been a dream come true, to be honest. Um, but yeah, some of the, the, the most clever and, yeah, just fun writing in there. So let's talk about sort of what's happening presently. So as you're all currently listening to this, I will be absolutely shitting myself because um, this is where we get offers in two days at the Webster Theatre. So yeah. make sure to go and buy your tickets. If it's not already sold out, you can get tickets from the link below uh, in the show notes. But we will also be so deep into our own production and I'll be taking a week off for this is where we get off. So I can't wait for Amanda to hate me. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're going to be in production and we are doing um, a play called Vanity Fair. 
And yeah. um, it's on the 20th to the 22nd of May at the Scottish Youth Theatre. Tickets will be available now, so feel free to go down and click the link in the show notes below and cop some tickets to come and see us. But I would prefer it if you come and buy tickets to This Is Where We Get Off, so make sure you've got those first. Um, if you go to Vanity Fair, you can see me, so that's more of a selling point. There you go. Okay. Okay, pipe down here. <laughs> um, so I've had a few people from our class on on the podcast, Samantha, um, Cole, Marnie, and we all did sort of the same thing where we manifested what we wanted to come from different situations. So for me and Cole and Marnie, uh, no, for me and Cole, it was manifesting what we wanted to do with Showcase. Then with me and Marnie, it was what we wanted to do with production. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. What? What are you manifesting for production? Right now we're in that very uncomfortable period of trying to figure out what your character is and trying to figure out what what you're doing. Um, it feels very uncomfortable when you're reading through it. I think having a fully fleshed character and having someone that I, I'm really enjoying playing, I think that will be... Yeah. Uh, right now it's not jumping out to me uh, exactly what the character will be, but I think... I don't know. I just I don't want to I don't want to think too far ahead and be like I I want uh, people to sign me to their agency because I did amazing or whatever. I just would like to have I'd like to feel like I did a good I don't know. I don't think I like to feel like I did a good job. It's just more just I want to have a, a sort of final product of my characters and stuff that I feel confident with. And I'm not going on stage going, I hope this goes well. I'm going on stage thinking I'm really excited for everyone to see what I've I've put I'm gonna put out and provide. I think I I really I'm I'm so excited to do this. Um I've not actually done a full um production. I've I've not I've only, I've not done a full production in um I don't know how long years at this point. So I'm yeah. so excited. But I just want to have you, fun. You will have fun because you're already you've I'm seeing the your character start to take shape and it's only like week two in it oh that will all go out the window i have made no decisions regarding anything and actually quite struggling finding them a little bit yeah i think we all are right now i've been um, watching all these videos of horrible old politicians and (laughs) trying to find something and it's just nothing's nothing's popping out but talking about that and it's a really good thing sort of that you brought up about not being not have done not have been how the fuck am I wording this so yeah you have just mentioned that you haven't done a full production in so long and that's Mm. obviously just because of the state of the fucking world like we're sort of at the again in air quotes end of the pandemic even though we've got fucking shit tons of way to go so yeah it's it's been a couple of mental years but I would say that it's sort of been getting back to normal and slightly Mm. more lifelike since we started at uni and don't get me wrong we had our issues with the Omicron or whatever the fuck it was called variant in January but what has been your favorite performance moment in your life after lockdown and it doesn't have to be with an audience anything we've done in class like just what has been your favorite performance moment you you mentioned it on the episode with Marnie the the audience on that last day of showcase they, they phenomenal electric, electric i also so... love how you um listened to today's episode before you came on here i did yeah <laughs> i'm doing my research man i'm prepared um yeah i was yeah no there was so the, the energy in that room was so good and then um, 
when I yeah when I finished my scenes um I was so full of energy yeah especially one of my scenes where I was quite um I was quite you're playing a cannibal I was a, I was a cannibal yes I was I was full of adrenaline and then when I came off the stage and I just felt oh it was just like amazing feeling mm. and everyone was laughing and you just got that response I was yeah my goodness yeah. I wish you could bottle, bottle that feeling up and just yeah because yeah, I'm quite nervous to get the footage back because the one that was recorded was the one that I dislocated my knee in yeah I'm quite excited to see that as well because I only not. saw you hopping out and then yeah back in which very not, satisfying though. noise it made oh it's horrible I hate it I'm just a little bit worried that it's going to be very obvious that I hurt myself and I'm not going to want to use it as a as a showreel scene do you know what I mean yeah uh, well you can only wait and see but um Mm. Fair play, you kept going and you you managed to. Because my thoughts were, don't stop, don't stop, yeah. just keep going. And I was at the end of it. I was at the end of the scene anyway. But I, it was more. I was more worried about how I was going to get off stage. <laughs> and you you hopped off because I had shit that I needed to take off stage, yeah. and I was just like, how the fuck am I going to do this? My knees dislocated. Should I just be like, can you all just wait a second? Um, but oh. yeah. No, that that was that was quite horrible. I hated that actually. But yeah, that Friday I, night, I wish that one was recorded. Yeah, it would have been. Yes, yeah, so it was a it was a bit of a. It felt almost like a different show because of that. And uh, I had a similar issue with one of my scenes where I was eating a sandwich, and the sandwich. The point of the sandwich being there was the sandwich is very dry, and my yeah. mouth was also very dry <laughs> because I'd been shouting and nervous, and I couldn't I couldn't break down the sandwich in my mouth. I was chomming, chewing it and chewing it and chewing it. And it was going, it was going nowhere. It was like, it was like eating like dry uh, crackers. I was just, mm. and it wasn't going to. So I ended up at this point where I was having to shout and had it stuffed in my cheek. And it was like, a, it muffled my voice. Uh, I came off the stage and I was just like, I didn't, I wasn't loud enough. And I, uh, because I had this blooming bit of sandwich, that literally, I, so I'm not looking forward to watching that back and going, my goodness, you can see in his eyes, yeah. he's struggling. He's struggling. <laughs> he's trying to get that down. You can now become an official drama school dropout. We're now on Patreon and you can help this podcast grow on so many levels. As an official drama school dropout, you'll have access to unique benefits, including exclusive early access to episodes before anyone else. To become an official Drama School Dropout, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash drama school dropout. Another fun question that I love to ask, and it, it's one of my favourite questions to ask, and I, I might have already asked you in class, actually. Um, if you were doing a one-month run in the West End and you are in a two-person show and the casting director comes and says to you, listen, Fraser, we've got all the money we could possibly ever want and we basically can just throw shit to the wind and we can have anyone be your co-star who would you want to be your co-star and for everyone listening returning or new listeners my answer is still Catherine Tate and I still want you all to go over to her Instagram or social medias and ask her to come on the podcast because I absolutely love her and she is like the light of my life and yeah Catherine Tate always and forever even though she'd make me look like a piece of shit. I feel like you'll it will never change. No. You know, it'll be episode 300 of the podcast, and you're like... And it, I'll still be like, please go and harass like, Catherine please, Tate. Please ask Catherine Tate, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
um it's difficult because you don't you 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 look at actors and you're like oh, i really really like them and it's more just i try to think about who i would bounce off quite well it's difficult uh, i think timothy chalamet is somebody who i was watching him when i first saw him it was in ladybirds and i haven't seen anything he's been in well he, he came on in, in, in ladybird and he's like the similar age to me and uh and i was watching him and i was just like man i really <laughs> i really want to dislike you because you're doing what i want to do but my goodness every single time he does anything it's like so it, it's undeniable how talented he is. Um, Quite excited to see him in the Willy Wonka thing. I, yeah, I think it'll be. It'll be. I'm excited as well. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I don't. I've not seen him do anything bad yet. His performance in Beautiful Boy is like so incredible. Um, I'm such a bad acting student. Like people keep mentioning shit. <laughs> like London, I've not, I don't think I've watched anything you've mentioned. You can't. You can't watch everything. No, but it's a case of I just rewatch. Like I'm currently rewatching Orange Is the New Black for the fourth million time. Yeah, I just don't watch new shit. You like what you like. You gotta play it safe. Yeah, that's your precious time. You don't wanna. You don't wanna put on something new and then you just like. But um, I'll be yeah, making no, my way back to Friends in a minute. Because me and my friend are currently re-watching Shameless. My goodness. Like, he comes over at night time and we put Shameless on, and then when he leaves, I put Orange is the New Black on. You must be saying Shameless lines in your sleep. At this oh, point. I think I could quote it. Oh, I mean, yeah. well, we, we saw what I'd done in um, our acting for a screen class, and mm-hmm. I didn't put any effort into actually learning that. I just knew it. Yeah. And like, still know it. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, Jeez, so you picking Timothy Chalamet? I think so. As I, oh man, I, I feel like bound, go, yeah, being able to act with him and respond and everything like that, I, I was that would be a, amazing. Yeah. So Timmy, if you're listening, get in touch and we'll we'll yeah, get you up with just, Fraser. Just just hit me up on on Instagram because that's the thing. Now I'm on that. Um, took you a while. Yeah, I feel like like Queen said, I had to play the game. Although they were talking about love and not being on Instagram, but I got um, really confused. <laughs> not the queen, queen. Like, what? Um, Who's the queen? Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I need to um. Myself. So yes, just I'm on there. Just give me a wee message if you want. We're gonna play a game now, and this Ooh. harks back to my favourite shit in the world, funny theatre school anecdotes. The game is called Stage Right or Stage Shite, and it is three stories. Two of them have been sent in by our listeners, and they are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And then one is a big, fat lie that has been made up by our producer, Heather. I have the answer in a sealed envelope that has your name on it. And I can play along together. And these are my favourite things in the world. And I had a read of these earlier. And... I am. I'm excited. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I'm number one. Right. One of our assessments was to do the first act of a Chekhov play. We would get mm. so close to the end of the act, and this one girl would always forget her lines and break character, and we'd have to start again. At this point, we're up to doing it seven times. At one point, I fed her her line, and she still turned to the lecturer and said she didn't know her line. The next time we did it, I just skipped her cue line and skipped over her part in the final scene so we could finish. That seems that seems awfully likely. Number two, I was practicing my stage makeup one night at home and ran downstairs to grab food. And my mum noticed and kept asking me who gave me the black eye. She mm. kept asking if it was my boyfriend or someone at school. 
Eventually, mm. after not being able to get a word in edgewise for about three minutes, I just smeared the makeup all over my face. <laughs> Number three, the head of the performing arts department once stood up in front of my class and told us we all needed to lose weight because fat dancers don't get jobs. Oh, no. Oh, I hope that's not true. Yeah, that's the one that I hope's not true. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's not okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm um, one lie. One's one, a lie, two are the truth, the whole okay. truth, and nothing but the sure truth. I've got, I've got the rules down. Okay, cool. Oh. I don't know. I, I feel like I, feel like I want number three be. to be true. I want number three to be a lie, sorry. I don't want them to have all been told that they were fat. But then if you're doing an assessment and you just skip somebody's part because they keep fucking it up, Surely you're just going to have to do it again because you've skipped a bit. Mm. See, my thinking was, you know how in, in TV shows where they're like in this awfully weird predicament and someone catches them and they're like, oh, you're, you're sitting there going, just say, say what you're doing, say what you're doing, like explain yourself and they don't do it. Mm. I feel like the second one, you would, you would be able to get a word in edgewise. It depends though. My mom talks a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm feeling I'm going to go with number two is my, the, the lie. I, I don't um, know. I hope I get this right because this is my one shot. I think I'm going to go for number one because surely oh. it's not going to make any difference. You're going to have to do the act all over again. And mm, I can tell so you that this is this was taking place in Scotland because we had to do a check off. We had to do the first act of the Cherry Orchard. And yeah, so it's in Scotland. I know that this is an assessment that you do. And I don't know. I think that number one's the lie. So you went logical. I've I've went purely off my gut. Oh, I have. I don't know so though. Let's, let's but see. also, it could be the lie because I know it's an assessment that we have to do, and me and Heather went to the same college, so I know oh. what her knowledge of it all is. So let's yeah. let's see if I've outsmarted Heather or it was number three. Oh my goodness, we're both rubbish. So nobody got told. At least nobody That's got really told. Nice. They I, had to I lose just, weight. I just assumed that somebody was being horrible because oh, it's totally believable. I'm, it's probably true to someone. To... Yeah, it's probably true to someone. Um, yeah, There's no, no I believe case. that. That's quite nice. That's yeah, that quite, is quite uh, nice. Yeah, totally believable. The check off thing, um, yeah. and stage makeup. Yeah, that's quite a good story. Then the the, the stage makeup one. Mm. That's it, good. It wouldn't fill you with a lot of hope if you were that girl's boyfriend and her mum went straight to thinking you were beating her. Or that boy's boyfriend, it doesn't specify. Yeah, she doesn't have a very high... She doesn't think highly of you. We're coming to the end of the podcast now. It's been such a great episode. Where can... I know we've just spoke about you just joining, leaving the Dark Ages and just getting on Instagram. Where can yeah. everyone find you on social media and keep up to date with what you're doing? I got some internet installed and... Um, I'm online now. Mm. I'm on the line. Um, you can follow me at Fraser Allen Hogg on Instagram, and uh, I'll be posting stuff on there. Um, yeah, get in there while it's uh, it's new. Yeah, you can, you can the, the gatekeep Fraser. Yeah. Um, I was there before he had any posts up. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, and I shall see you. You'll everyone won't see Fraser, but I shall see him tomorrow. So yes, yeah. well, thank you so much for um, being so accommodating and kind and trying to encourage me to 
you know put, put, put myself out of my comfort zone I, f- I appreciate it a lot no so worries and we'll have you back on when you are rich and famous and acting with timothy chalamet or timmy oh, yes. as i shall as he shall hear so next, on i'll be known six as months, no, six months from now yeah oh i was giving you a couple of weeks oh yeah that works slow sorry mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thank you so much um and have a lovely day yeah you too bye bye And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 79 completed. Thank you so much to Fraser for coming on the podcast, and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much, you don't even know, and it's free, so why not? And remember, you can get tickets for This Is Where We Get Off by clicking the link in the show notes below. And as per usual, if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com and remember that you can now sign up to become an official drama school dropout by signing up for our patreon using the link in the show notes below as you know we are celebrating me turning 24 this month i am now feeling very old and yes i'm aware that it's not old for some people i just i'm feeling my feelings all right and we are doing double drama school dropout with episodes every tuesday and saturday so i will be back again on saturday with episode number 80 and i'll be chatting to an actress who was recently fired from one of britain's biggest soaps so please make sure to come back on saturday so have a great week stay safe i love you all bye Something new